Hey, what's up and welcome to a new episode on A Young Man's Journey. Now, I will review the book The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks, which I just finished yesterday, actually. And actually, I didn't uh, read it as a book, but I listened to it as an audiobook on Audible, today's sponsor. No, it's not. Sadly. Audible, please sponsor me. Yeah. So... The Big Leap. What is this book about? Why did I start reading it? Well, uh, basically, I was getting pressure by my parents telling me, hey, Philip, you should you know, figure out what job you want to want to have in the future. Your school is going to finish in a couple months, man. You, you need to get a job. Now, I was like, yeah, I do need to get a job. So I was like, well, how do I find out what job I take? Uh, so basically, I was looking a way to find my life purpose because I always knew okay when I have a job that's fun I don't want to work super long hours it's not worth it for me yeah I need a lot of sleep I need time to do things in my free time and if my financial side suffers from this that's right but that's still better than you know coming back at nine o'clock in the evening and having not having time to do shit so like all right how do I find out what I do obviously for me, uh, it really seemed like, all right, let's go to college. But I also knew, well, I'm not sure though. And even like, go to college, there's so many options here. What should I take? So I went to my dear trusted friend, Leo from Actualize.org. Now I forgot what his second name is. I think it's like Leo Guardia, Leo Guardia. I'm not sure. Anyways, there's a great website in my opinion the best personal development channel on youtube and he has a book list which i purchased on which he has a category called life purpose and one of the books under life purpose was big leap by gay hendrix which he rated very highly like all right uh, i'll look into this so this book is about finding your life purpose or as he calls it your zone of genius. The zone of genius is a zone in which you live where you're excited to do things, where you're truly a genius at, where you can really express your special skills that, well, for the most part, only you have, but also that, you know, there's always going to be some other person in the world that can do what you do as well, but things that you are particularly, especially good at. And he says it's a trap. Many people are stuck you know, uh, in, the, in a zone of mediocrity or in their zone of excellence, but they never make that big leap to their zone of genius, the zone uh, which you live in where they are truly filled with happiness, joy on a day-to-day -day basis, where they are truly excited about what they're doing. They are truly competent at what they're doing and they're just very skilled at. Now, let me get out my folder which I took some notes from the book I realized I should have prepared that before the podcast but you know you know me by now ah yes let's see questions what do, what do I have here ah yes so In the big leap, Kay Hendricks says, 
there's uh, there's a limit. You, you're putting limits on yourself. You're putting limits on the happiness you want to feel, on the success you want to accomplish, on the relationships you want to have, basically on everything. You're putting a limit on yourself. And this limit may not, of course, be self-evident to you and maybe this will help you realize it. So let's let's look at an example so I can demonstrate this more clearly. How are we limiting ourselves? Well, one of the best examples is happiness. He names an example where he's sitting back in his office and he's truly satisfied. He has a great career, he's happy, and he feels good. Oh, but then just as he has this great feeling rushing through him, a worry comes up. Oh, his, his daughter is at a summer camp. What if what if she hurts herself or what? She doesn't get along with the other kids there. Like, oh my God, I have to call him immediately. What happened there? He was so happy at one moment, one point, and now suddenly, oh, worry creeps up. And I think we all know this. Uh, we all have a situation where we're feeling good, we're feeling great, and then some worry pops up. Maybe it's like, you're probably like me. I have, have, I have fights in my mind all the time. Me fighting with someone else. Uh, well, what? Imagine someone shits on my shoe. This is what I would tell him. But what if he says, oh, but your shoe deserves to be shit on. Why was that? And you get on these long tangents and the end you realize you're like, okay, this was completely dumb. Stupid. Or you worry about something like, oh, I don't know. Oh, what, what, what if this happens? Oh, what if, what if these people laugh about me? Or what if these people think I'm not cool? Or what if I get along with this person, but then someone cooler could show up and then this person likes that person more. I think these are worries that not only I have, but I believe everyone has. And what he says, it's important to identify these as upper limit problems. Uh, upper limit in the sense you're limiting the happiness that you feel. He says it's possible to feel happy all the time and fulfilled, and he claims that he, he's achieved this, that for the last many years of his life, I believe it was 20, but I'm not certain. And he has always felt joyful and great every single day, never bored and never doing something he doesn't want to do. And he said this comes from realizing when this upper limit problem comes into being. Feels good, a worry pops up. And he's like, hey, think about it. Is this worry something immediate that I have to chance? change right now or that I have the power to change right now? No. Which is pretty much every worry I have. I usually don't wake up in the middle of the night. Oh, may oh, 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 maybe I should have Yeah, maybe I shouldn't have, you know, put light my my sofa on fire half an hour ago. I, you know, maybe I should put out that fire. No, it's usually some dumb shit like, "Oh my god, tomorrow something that isn't even and I, this, I realized this at one point, uh, which is pretty obvious, actually. There's no guarantee something will happen. There's no guarantee something may be likely. Let's say I have to hold a presentation in school. It's likely it will happen. doesn't mean it will happen. You're nervous up all night. Oh, my God, I have to hold my presentation tomorrow. Ah! And then what? You know, a comment could strike there. Like, oh, right. Yeah. I've, I've had this more like, oh, I'm meeting friends or people. I've not seen him in a long time and I'm so nervous about uh, 
about meeting this person. And even though they're friend, I, I still get, I think it's quite common. Like if you don't see someone in quite a while, you're, you're happy, but you're always nervous because you're not seeing each other. And then you're nervous or like, oh, is this, is this person like, oh, we're going to see each other, blah, blah. And then something happened and we don't even end up seeing each other. I'm like, okay, I spent all yesterday being nervous about something that didn't even happen. What a waste of time. So yeah, basically, most worries are unnecessary, stupid. And when you get one, you should just acknowledge it, pat it on the back, as he says, and just let it go. You're like, bitch, fuck off. No, perhaps don't say bitch, fuck off, because then, you know, you're being aggressive <laughs> towards that font. Just be like, hey, it's okay. Not worth worrying about. Finish. Now, this is not only true for your happiness levels, but I think that's the one place where it's the most uh, circumstantial. Now, give me a second. Jesus Christ, I put my tissue to someone else. So, I, I didn't want to sound like a Frenchman after my nose is so black. Oh, oh yeah, this is, this is what you're doing, though. So, I, I can see how that was slightly racist. This also applies to our success in life. Maybe we're having success at something, and after a while, our upper limit problem kicks in. Like, oh, you're doing so well. Maybe you think, oh, I don't deserve the success something along those lines, and then unconsciously you start manipulating your success. Now I thought about this and I thought, well, you know, this could just be coincidence or blah, blah, blah. Now, in the end, I, I came to the conclusion, well, either, you know, this upper limit problem, it's a coincidence, it fits, but it might not actually be the cause. Maybe things just don't work out once in a while, or maybe it does. But I think with some mindsets, with some beliefs, it's just better to have them, even if you can't 100% say they're true or not. Let's say you're going to hold a presentation. You can either be nervous and be like, oh, this might completely fail or, oh, maybe I'm not good at presenting, blah, blah, blah. Or you can think, oh, I'm good at presenting. I'm going to crush this. Now, either of them may or may not be true. Maybe you are nervous, maybe you aren't that great at presenting, but does it matter? Do you get any benefit? Well, at least I'm being truthful that I suck. No, there's no benefit whatsoever to having that negative belief. If you go up there in front of the class thinking, oh, it's going to suck. Well, guess what? It's probably going to suck. And if you go up there and think, hey, I'm good at presenting. I'm going to fucking nail it. More likely that you do. Now, is it worth having an under mindset? Because perhaps in your situation, it might be more truthful. No. Now, it's always, it's always a tricky line because you don't want to be out lying to yourself. You don't want to be sitting in your room jacking off. Oh, man, I'm such a player. I got all women. Meanwhile, you're 35 years old and still a virgin. There's there's a limit. There's a limit. You don't want to step 
uh, don't want to completely fool yourself. But you also don't want to limit yourself with dumb beliefs like that. So I looked into my own life. Well, where could this apply? And I thought, huh, this applies exactly to the exams I wrote in school. I wrote a bunch of exams and I was studying hard and hard. And I was like, I, after reading those books on how intelligent works and how you get smarter, uh, I realized, well, okay, I... Like intelligence isn't a fixed thing. It's not like you're born smart or this person's just born smart or he's just more intelligent than you or his brain is just wired, blah, blah. No, it's just practice. It's how you cultivate your intelligence. Maybe it's some lucky circumstances that made you smarter than everyone else. And I realized, because it's, it's always weird. When I was in America, I was like, oh, I, I'm a genius, man. Uh... Because I felt smart in comparison to the other people, which I'm not saying Americans are stupid, but in, in that situation where I was in, in a school where everyone was mixed, I got a better perspective of it than being here in Germany where I'm in a school where only, um, yeah, you have to be, have a certain, well, intelligence is one of those things, right? You have to be good enough to go to school. There are three different types of schools in Germany. Uh, you're okay, you're good, or you're really good school. And I went to the really good school, so obviously you're going to be surrounded by other people who are also uh, very smart. And comparatively, you feel like, oh, some of these guys are just so much smarter than me. They don't seem to study at all, and they're they're crushing every subject while I'm working my ass off, and I'm doing okay. Then I read those books, and I got a better perspective on it. Uh, you can listen to my podcast episode on that if you want to want to hear about that and i realized okay so intelligent isn't a fixed thing thinking as my of myself is not as smart as those other kids it's stupid it's not true and it's how you cultivate and how you study and how hard you work uh, which really makes the big difference here. the small genetic advantages are nearly negligible so i realized that so i studied hard and I had this period where I was crushing it. I had so many good grades and everything was going well. I'm like, man, I'm, I don't know what happened. Suddenly, suddenly I'm so good. Suddenly I feel so smart because I'm really crushing these tests and I'm studying less than I used to. So that the mindset changed and I also learned some techniques on how to memorize. Them. And then, as Kay Hendricks would say, the upper limit problem kicked in. I suddenly, uh, I studied, I, I had great grades. I had, uh, so in the upper classes in Germany, you have a grading system from zero to 15. 15 the best, zero the worst. And I had been getting in the two digits in most subjects. And I felt very good about that. And then suddenly this one week, which could be identified as the upper limit problem. Now you can say, well, this might just be a coincidence, maybe. Maybe really I was subconsciously manipulating myself. And I think that's the better way to look at it because it gives you power to change it. I feel like I did everything right studying for the two tests coming up that week, NWT and physics. I feel like I did everything right. I studied hard NWT and I thought I was going to crush it. And then Sunday night, 
after having studied for NWT, which is uh, technology related stuff, I looked at my calendar and for some reason, I thought I'm writing the physics exam on Wednesday. Well, turns out I'm writing it on Monday. Oh, Sunday afternoon. Physics is by far my hardest subject where I have to study my ass off to get a good grade. And I studied my ass off last time and I got 10 points. I was so proud. I was like, fuck. I need to go to bed early. Sleep is super crucial. I'm already fucking tired after studying all day. And now I'm supposed to still start studying physics because I'm writing physics directly tomorrow. Not exactly the first period, the third and fourth period. Fuck. Fuck. I sat my ass down, I studied hard, and well, unsurprisingly, I completely flunked that test. I get, alright, next time, next day, I write the NWT exam. And for some reason, now, I don't want to blame the teacher in this one, but shit came in a class test that I wasn't expecting. And for the most part, I understood very well uh, what the stuff we did, but I didn't manage my time properly. I made some small minuscule mistakes, which weren't really due to the lack of understanding of what we did in class, but uh, some other areas, which, you know, it, it is how it is. And I flunked that one too. And that made me mad. I worked my ass off to get good grades. Especially in the technology class where I really tried hourly to get a good grade. Well, because my... You know what? I'm not, I'm not even going to get into that. I'm kind of mad at the teacher. Uh, I do realize, so that will not get me far. By blaming a teacher, it is how it is. And it's my responsibility. Some people were able to get great grades on the test. That means it was possible to get a good grade there. So it is my responsibility. Anyways, getting past my anger. That's the upper limit problem. I was doing so well. And for some reason in that week, those two exams, I completely flunked. And now you can say, well, it's just bad luck that I, that I fucked up uh, the wrong dates. And that I perhaps there was some small thing I would have studied, which would have made the whole difference. But it didn't matter. And perhaps I really was, without realizing, subconsciously sabotaging myself. Why didn't I look on the calendar to fucking see when I wrote the test? I'm getting way too, way too aggressive about this. So, that's an optimal problem. Now, the next area where the upper limit problem can be seen is in relationships. Now, he said, uh, or applied this especially uh, when talking about a spouse or other people with their spouses. He would say, well, uh, you're having a great day, coming, you're having great success at work. Perhaps even your relationship was going well. And then suddenly, crack, you start an argument about some dumb thing and then it turns into this big quarrel about fucking nothing. Now, for me, since I'm not in a relationship at the moment, I applied this 
to my relationship to with my mom and my parents, but my mom in particular, since we are fighting quite often. Now, having observed that, I, <laughs> I blame my mom for being, uh, for causing more of the upper limit problem, uh, for showing more symptoms of the upper limit problem. She seems to be having a good time. Uh, but that switch is super, I don't know. I don't even know if she's having such a great time. Uh, I think she's partially just going for a rough time period in her life. With uh, my grandparents being sick. But uh, we do fight often. And we fight about nothing. And since a fight is between two people, it is my fault. And maybe, perhaps, when I'm doing more uh, good in school or I'm doing great socially, hanging out with friends, having fun. Sabotage myself by doing things I know about me. And that's also a problem. problem. Can't I be happy all the time? Why can't I just get along all the time? Why can't I just have good success and grades at every, uh, or have, yeah, have good grades or success all the time? Why not? An example of this would be, this, this happened two days ago. So I bought this new microphone, and as you can probably hear, uh, the microphone is sexy as fuck. It's great. I love this microphone. And I was at the dinner table. I was like, oh my god, mom, I got this amazing new microphone. And I was like, oh, cool. And I talked about all the features. I'm like, oh, how much did it cost? Like, I don't want to say. It doesn't matter. Like, it's not worth Discussing over, and I was kind of like, it's on it. It doesn't matter. No, I want to know. No. Oh, uh, how expensive is it? Uh, my sister was like, was it one thousand dollars? I'm like, no. Uh, and in the end, I, I gave in because we were getting so <laughs> annoying about it. I'm like, all right, it's this much. I'm like, ah, oh, okay. I thought it was way more. And from that, we got speaking about money. And it's like, oh, yeah. And I was like, by the way, you still owe me five bucks. Because uh, uh, she gave me five bucks so I can buy lunch. And you didn't have lunch break on Tuesday because your uh, lessons were dismissed. So I need that money back. I'm like, well, yeah, but I got lunch today. With Alex. And she was like, well, it's not my problem. I would cook the food, you ate the cooked food, so you didn't have to get lunch. I'm like, Mom, yeah. I didn't have to get lunch, but I said I would get lunch. And it is break, and Alex came over, and we both, and he had to eat something too, so we went and got a kebab. And I don't see why I have to give you those five bucks back. You're like, oh, but I want those five bucks back. You can only, you know, see, that only works if we have a lunch break. I'm like, really? You're making such a big deal out of five bucks which you know i know there's some people in fucking africa you know five bucks is enough to you know i can live five years out of five bucks well i realize that it's hard earned money but i didn't see why she's making a fuss out of those five bucks which i bought lunch from just because she also cooked later i i can kind of see your point but I, I didn't think it was worth fighting about so that was an argument. And obviously we have arguments like that all the time. Today we had an argument because I always use the wrong, because I do my own washing. 
because that used to be an argument in the past, so I ended up doing it myself. There are many things we argue about. And I always took the wrong washing thingy bob. I don't know what it's called. Today we argued about, oh, why are you using the wrong one? And it's, an, it's another argument. Another totally unnecessary argument. And I realized probably no one gives a fuck here. So let me get to the point why I'm telling you this. Well, it's a symptom of upper limit problem. You're limiting your own happiness. You're limiting your own success. And you're limiting how great your passionate your relationships could be. You're limiting yourself It's the upper limit problem. Right now, you're most likely living in your zone of excellence, zone where you're doing things that you're good at, great at, but perhaps not doing things that you're genius at you're not living in your zone of genius where you're always happy passionate you're successful you're having great amazing relationships and you feel truly fulfilled all the time not plagued by worries all right bro sounds good but how can i actually do this well he has a lot of techniques in his book and funnily enough this might be a coincidence guys once i start Listening to the audiobook, Bigly by Gay Hendricks. Please sponsor me, Apple. Or Gay Hendricks, sponsor me. Um, my mom and I got along well. She seemed to be in a great mood. I don't know why. Could be a coincidence, but it happened. I cannot explain it. But it did. Here's one of the questions, some of the questions he asked ask yourself all right let's get started so here's a question you should ask yourself and you should obviously answer yes because if you don't what's the point are you willing to increase the time to feel good every day I was like, yes, I am. Are you willing to increase the time? My whole life. Yeah, I'm I'm I willing to increase the time. My whole life goes well. I'm like, yes, I am. Am I willing to feel good and have my life go well all the time? Yes, I am. Am I willing to take every part of my life to the next level? Yes, I am. Now. He also talked about four limiting beliefs that everyone has. Uh, I wrote I wrote my personal limiting beliefs down, but they're a bit too cringe. Same time, same reason I deleted last week's episode because it was so cringy, and I didn't need people, my classmates or my friends, to listen to it because I would get the fucking I would get so much shit. It's not worth it. But I'm gonna go over them. Um, basically, uh, basically. So, what are them? Well, one of them is I have one and a half minutes or two and a half shit. I need to hurry up. One of them is uh, that you feel you're fundamentally flawed, and this is one that I mostly deal with is that I'm scared. Oh, I, there's fundamentally something wrong about me. There's fundamentally I'm just not good. What if I do take my big leap to do this and I fail? What if even if I really tried, I will not be good enough? 
the false limiting belief. Not you, not me, not anyone else is fundamentally flawed. No one. The only thing that's really holding you back is the belief that you're uh, uh, that you're flawed. It's like that presentation. If you think you're shit, you will be. If you think you're good, you will be. That's the only difference. It's like confidence. It's like if you think you're unconfident, you're going to be unconfident. If you think you're confident, you're going to be confident. What's the only differentiator between those two people? Not that one of them has a bigger nose, flatter ass, a bigger bicep, cooler, whatever. No, it's just one believes himself, one other doesn't. Then uh, the next one was, oh, you're scared of outshining your siblings and other people. And basically you're scared of surpassing everyone. That seems rude. And other one was like, oh, scared of passing your origins. And there's some other ones. I have one minute left, shit. Get the audiobook. Uh, I thought it was great. I, I like listen to it. It's more chilling and relaxing, better to absorb in audiobook form. In my opinion, for me, um, some other upper limit problems are also worrying, blaming, lying, and you should also ask yourself your questions. I am at my best when I, my unique ability is, what work do I do which doesn't feel like work, which is fun, which work is fun and brings the most results? What do I most love doing? These are all questions you can think about yourself. I have 20 seconds left. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Perhaps the last couple of minutes, you can listen to them again to properly process this. Thank you very much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I'll see you next week.